Welcome back to the Reality Serve Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina and Michelle. Um, we are recording this episode on the same day that we just recorded our um, last episode of the Challenge USA and the All-Star Shore finale. So Abby is still not with us for this episode, unfortunately. But um, don't worry, you will get all three of us. We will be back um, for our your finales next week. Yeah, those will be good ones. Um, yes, I know. So we have um, Bachelorette finale last week. Next week, we have um, the F-Boy Island um, finale next week. And we have um, the Challenge USA finale next week. So I'm excited for all three of these finales. Yeah. Um, but before that, we are going to talk about the overnight dates, Bachelorette episode 9 and 10 from last week. Um, this is the first time that they have done the um, overnight dates with two episodes. And I'm sure that the only reason why they did that is just because with um, two girls, there's just twice as many guys that are there. Um, but we're going to just talk about all of them um, kind of like it's one episode because it really was just like one big four hour yeah and what I felt like that it did for the overnight dates is it usually they usually have three people or Mm -hmm. four people three people okay yep usually there's four at hometowns and three at overnights okay and then the final two meet the Leeds parents oh I was wondering when we're gonna see their parents that's what I was, I was like we did the hometowns for yeah. them when do we get to see the family okay Interesting. yeah when when it's at final two okay um okay so the episode starts out with um Gabby and Rachel talking about how this week has really affected everything and that on Clayton season um like it was not good for them and they just they do not they do not want it to be like that at all. So both of them um, kind of go in different directions with what they mean about like with that, which is really interesting. Um, and we'll obviously get into that. Um, but then they talk to each other about each of the men and how they're really feeling um, going into the overnight date. So I just, you know, love those Gabby Rachel moments that we get to see um, on occasion. They're just such sweet moments. Uh, I wanted more of them this episode. After certain things happened, I'm like, why aren't they getting the girls together to talk about this? I wanted more of those moments. Um, Yeah, and especially with, like, what happens in the end and the fact that, yeah, I mean, we'll get there. But it's a, it's a lot. Um, But we're just going to dive right into it then. Um, we have Gabby having her first overnight date with Eric. Um. And they walk up to a sign that says, Soto de las en- Enamorados. And um, Gabby says, it means take off your clothes. So Eric starts, like, you know, acting like he's unbuttoning his shirts or his shirt. And um, Gabby says, I mean, it really doesn't, but you can't. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean that. So they are at the um, Lover's Leap. Um, which is a cenote that looks like super similar to the cenote that we saw in season two of the challenge all stars. So I thought that was interesting because they also filmed in Mexico. So it makes me like 
I don't know, did they film at the same place or are there like multiple, is Mexico known for cenotes? I, I, I don't really know. Um, but I thought that was interesting. But I never heard that word cenote till reality television. I feel so ignorant. <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. Yeah, I should have done like a geography lesson before this and figured out like where all the cenotes are in in Mexico, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't do that. Um, but anyway, so Gabby is scared to they they like jump off. There's like different levels for them to jump off of. Um, and they do the first couple and they're just like having fun and playing in the water and then when they get to the highest platform, um, Gabby is scared to jump off of it. Um, but she does it and it was just this like kind of bonding moment for, um, the two of them, like overcoming that fear and just doing it. And, um, then they had like the dinner portion, which I thought was funny that they kept saying like at dinner or whatever, because like, there's literally a, like a charcuterie board in front of them, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know, but Gabby talks about meeting um, his family and how much she just loved his family and how much um, meeting his dad when his dad is so sick, like meant to her. And um, it's just like such a, a sweet moment that they have. They really open, she opens up about her family life and for the first time Eric mm -hmm. tells Gabby that he is in love with her um and they choose to go to the fantasy suite and after the fantasy suite um we see that Gabby feels like something's kind of wrong and he says that he's confused and we can see um in his confessionals that he's really struggling with the fact that um, there are still other men there. Like, how can there be other men still in this picture if I'm, like, feeling the way that I'm feeling? Like, he feels like she's the one for him. And um, Gabby um, tells us that she feels like she's in love with Eric and that um, that she can see Eric at the end. But um, in reality, she just, like, doesn't know yet because she still has these other dates to go on that she wants to pursue and, and see um, how she feels about the other men. Um, she says she, she feels like she's going to throw up, be, just like thinking about the decisions that lie ahead for her. So um, I really feel for Gabby in this moment because she's clearly taking it really seriously. But um, I think Eric and Gabby fell in love during their overnight date. So I something came to me watching this like I feel like it's such so much higher stakes for Eric because he gave up all this time he could have had with his dad and his family which we now know his dad was basically dying during this time you know so mm -hmm. watching that I'm like Eric's probably doubled doubly as emotional as anyone else is because he's probably thinking like oh I could be with my dad and I'm here and I'm doing all of this and I really love this girl so much to like I love her so much to leave my family, you know? So it's just like another layer. I can understand. I and think then, people kind of are annoyed with Eric, but I can understand why he's like so emotional and so heightened for him. I kind of got it. Yeah. And I think it is heightened even more because he just saw his dad the previous week at his home down date. So it's not like, you know, like in the first 
several episodes or time of filming and for several weeks like I'm not saying it's out of sight out of mind because it's not out of sight out of mind but it's also you can separate yourself a little bit and allow yourself to fall in the moment I think a little bit more um but then after seeing his dad it it's not like oh yeah like my dad is dying like you know I mean not that he didn't think about that before like I'm sure he absolutely did it's just being there seeing him touching him talking to him just makes it so much more real and different yeah I think so um anything else with Eric or should I I move on to Rachel and Avon yeah that's that's fine um so Rachel her first date is with Avon they're on a yacht and she's wearing like a pretty pink bathing suit and they're drinking champagne and I think before this to recap he kind of said I'm following and falling in love with you but she hasn't said it yet um and I I, while they're on this date Rachel kind of mentioned she's nervous about using the love word because you know everything that happened with Clayton and how he said it to everyone so she like wants to be very careful about who she's saying this to right um, so their date seems to go really well. They're talking about how good the hometown date went, um, and that, you know, they really see a future with each other. Um, she wants to know if he, uh, feels like he will be ready to get engaged in two weeks. And he says, yeah, he's, he's ready. Um, and he wants her to feel like she's ready too. Um, so, I, I feel like their date, like their date was one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel ends up telling him that she's falling in love with him. Um, it's see, uh, she gives him the little card so they can go to the fantasy suite together. And I thought that they were so funny the next day when Rachel said like, oh, he's the full package. That had me cracking up. Yeah, I, like, I know. There was like definitely some sexual innuendo behind that for sure. Like she- I couldn't, I couldn't believe even like, they really want you to know these people had sex because even the Eric and his confessionals the next day, his shirt was like unbuttoned down to his belly button. Even <laughs> was like in his black tank. I'm like, okay, I get it guys. Like <laughs> I got the memo. Okay. I think that even when they don't have sex though, they make you think that they had sex because on Nick Bial season, um, after his fantasy suite with Raven, they, had this like shot of Raven like skipping through the park or whatever or something like that so like definitely made it look like they just had sex or whatever like she was like happy like she it went well but um he has said that like he only had sex with his his winner he knew who he was gonna pick and he didn't like he's he was a runner-up twice he had sex with both of them and he didn't want to be like that. So he only had sex with his winner, but they like definitely made it seem like he also had sex with Raven and he didn't. And she has said too, that like they didn't do it. So, um, but I definitely think that she had sex with Avon. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) Or at least that's what they wanted to think. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. She was just, like, too giddy in that confessional. Like, I don't know. When she said that about him being the full package, like, I don't know. I mean, I know it was a joke, but I think they did. 
Anyway. I, think, I agree. Um, yeah, so then we go back to Gabby, and Gabby has her overnight date um, with Johnny, and they go on a boat, and it's kind of funny because he says he used to have one, and she's like, you're talking about, like, a hamster, right? Like, she thinks he's talking about a pet, and he's like, no, the boat, and she's like, oh, <laughs> I thought that was super funny. That was funny. I yeah. I, yes, I like that too. <laughs> um, and but Gabby says that she likes that she can be her ridiculous self with him, and she says she says that she can see um like a life with him outside of the show. And then they go and they have champagne. Um on the beach and there's like this blanket that's set out for them and um Johnny says that he is so into her but the end scenario scares him so they have this conversation um about what the future looks like and um he pretty much says like I really like you but like I'm not ready to get engaged at the end of this Gabby asks him um, how he feels about getting engaged and he said that um, it's a hard battle for him um, and that he's really confused about the situation that they're in. Uh, he can see himself falling in love with her but he questions if he's a hundred percent ready to give a hundred percent of him. Um, so in my eyes I see I I felt like he was saying pretty much saying like I can, I want to date you, but I don't want to get engaged to you. Yep. And I thought he was like, it really, to me, the, the language he used highlighted, like, he, he might be a little bit too immature for her because he was like, she's the dopest girl that I've ever met. I'm like, all right. Like, no, he said, she's the dopest girl that I've ever hung with. Okay. So that's even worse than what I just said. <laughs> So I, th I, I thought this kind of showed me he's a little bit too immature for her. I agree. Um, so Gabby excuses herself um, so that she can, you know, kind of gather herself. She feels like he's not ready and able to commit to her and she's upset, but she was afraid that she was afraid that something like this would happen. But um I don't think she like actually thought it would happen. So she was pretty upset at first. Um, then she goes back and she talks to him and he says, he just doesn't know if he can get to the stage of engagement, engagement by uh, next week. And she says that they're just in two different places. And um, he asks if this is their goodbye. And she says like, I think so. And she, um, hugs him and kisses him on the forehead and it's kind of it's 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 a sad goodbye for sure yeah I have to say they played the bachelor in paradise promo right before this segment and you saw Johnny in the promo so I'm like all right well I think it was realized yeah I know it was almost like that was also the promo to like show everybody that Johnny was on it and they did it before like right before right before he gets like I I saw on Twitter um I didn't watch this on Monday I watched it later in the week and I saw on Twitter 
that this happened, but I expected it, fully expected it to be like a cliffhanger where Johnny was the last date and they just like didn't show it until the next day that he got. And this was like the last Bachelor in Paradise promo that they showed at like the very end of the episode is what I assumed that it was. And when I saw that, that was just stupid. That should have been the next promo for sure. Cause it wasn't even like that was the last Bachelor in Paradise promo that they showed. In I'm my sorry. opinion, that was like a mistake that shouldn't have happened. And I don't think they planned it to happen like that. Um, I think maybe the promo move breaks for some reason. And in my opinion, that was a mistake. So I don't know though. It had to have been a mistake. Like that's so stupid. It yeah. That was that was not not their shining moment for sure. Like batch like produce production wise. Agreed. So, goodbye to Johnny, I guess. Yes. Not a big loss. I didn't think she was going to pick him anyway. No. So. And I'm glad I that. I never really be... was that into him. I'm glad that he's going to be in paradise, though. It seems more his speed, I think. Paradise. I think so, too. And, yeah. like, in paradise, it's different because filming is shorter, but they spend 24-7 together. Instead of, like, you spend way more time together, especially if you're there at the beginning and you're there until the end, then it's, like, three or four weeks of filming or something. I think it's maybe four weeks of filming. And um, in that in that time, though, like, they're spending all, like, 21 or 28 days with the, that person, like, 24-7, whereas, like, on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they see the other person, like a one-on-one -on -one date is like eight hours or something. And that's like the longest that you see somebody until overnights. Yeah. Okay. So you get to know people better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So then we have our episode two. Uh, move oh, is this where episode? So what? Yeah. I don't remember. It's all blurring together for me. This is where it ended. Yeah, because our first three, we had our first three dates the first time, and we just talked about the first three. So okay. then we move on to the um Rachel's second um her second date. date. Yep. Yeah. So her second date was with Tino, but before we get into Tino and Rachel, Tino also had a one on one with Jesse before this, and he was like talking about how. He's so concerned about uh, these fantasy suites with the other guys and what Rachel's doing. And I don't want I don't want her to sleep with somebody else. Um, so Tino doesn't seem very happy about the situation before he goes on his date uh, with Rachel. Like he seems really concerned about what she's going to do with the other guys. Um anyway, so Rachel and Tino, their date starts off where they're going. Um horseback riding Rachel kind of going into this date wants to like talk about the whole parent situation because she feels like Tino's parents just hated her which it kind of did seem like they hated her I hate yeah. to say that but maybe not her just the situation and the circumstances of like Tino's expected to get engaged at the end of this right I think that's more what they hated um so they have their nice horseback riding date. Um, they go to like a little watering hole area. Um, they 
swim. They're talking about how they're like falling in love with each other, blah, 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 blah. Same old between them. Um, and then at dinner, that's where Rachel really brings up the parents and like what the family said. And Rachel says, you know, I feel like they don't like me. Do you think eventually they will accept me? <laughs> and Tino didn't really have a great answer. He just said, yeah, of course they're going to accept you. Of course. Like, I don't think he gave that good of an answer. No, I agree. She forgave him or I mean, okay. So he did, she didn't have anything to forgive. It wasn't, I, that was the wrong usage of word, but she accepted his answer to their problem way too easily yeah i mean the fact that the whole comment about like oh i'm not gonna disown tino like that's extreme like to even bring up the word i'm not gonna disown disown him i won't accept this but i won't disown like that's very extreme to say to about your son you know Mm -hmm. so she seemed to brush it right under the rug though i don't know yeah well we'll see she's she's blinded yeah and he thought it went like so well too like he was like on cloud nine after this fantasy suite date that um yeah i think i think she also had sex with tino i don't think it's a bad thing i'm not saying that to like shame but like that's also like i feel like the speculation is part of fantasy suite dates right yes no it is (laughs) Um, so between Rachel and Tino, um, Tino ends up telling Rachel that he loves her and she says, I love you too, which I know is a huge deal. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Yes. They're no longer falling in love. They're no longer, um, yeah, they like in like they are I love you and does that mean she can't say that to anyone else now and she's going to be hypocritical if she's complaining this is what happened last season to her yeah which is exactly why I think her next fantasy suite goes the way it does interesting okay um yeah but before we get to her next fantasy suite we have gabby's last fantasy suite and gabby's last fantasy suite is with jason um but first before the date just like tino we see that jason has a um conversation pre-date with jesse palmer And in that conversation, he says that he's not quite there yet um, as far as getting uh, or being being in love with her. Jesse asks, are are you falling in love? He doesn't even ask if you are in love. He says, are you falling in love? And he says he's not quite there yet. Um, And um, Jason thinks it will be hard for him to get to the point of engagement in the time frame that they have. Um, so Gabby and Jason play tennis and Jason used to play tennis in college. So he feels like he's at home. He says that, um, if he could pick like any perfect day that this would be, um, what they would be doing. He, they go to the pool and they just play with, play around with each other. They drink champagne. Um, and they talk about 
the hometown date and um, how well that went. And so far, like, Jason's really looking like a front runner. Um, he, she really is into him and this date went really well. But then they get to the dinner portion of the date and Jason tells Gabby um, that he's really struggling. And this is not the first episode that we've seen that Jason is struggling. Jason has been struggling throughout this process the majority of the time. And it, it's not something that we didn't know that he was struggling, that he, he being in this environment, the situation with the cameras, with the microphones, um, it's not something that it seems like he got used to or like it's something that he's clearly struggled with this whole time. And so he tells her that and he says that um, because of that, like he kind of is afraid that um, they can't fully know each other because of the bubble that they're in. And, and that makes him really struggle with the idea of being ready to be engaged. Um, I thought it was so interesting. They kind of have beat around the bush of why Jason is uncomfortable this entire time. And this episode, he finally like blatantly says cameras microphones like he finally blatantly says it like he hadn't really said it before he just said oh i'm uncomfortable with this process this is a hard, hard process for me but whatever whatever and i think they had to highlight the cameras and microphones because they were going to finally get their time away from the mm -hmm. cameras and microphones with the fantasy suite yeah um so their conversation like did not go well um at first and Gabby walks away um, and she's like really upset about the situation, but then she comes back and she talks to him and um, they decide that they're going to spend the night trying to, to figure everything out. Um, well, that conversation did not go well either. So we see Gabby and the next morning and she's really upset. She says that um, they couldn't, agree on where to go from there so she ended up leaving and when she left he basically said that it was over so she went to talk to him um in the morning for closure and on camera <laughs> um and so we get to see this like kind of final conversation where um they break up and Gabby is just absolutely devastated. Um, yeah, it's a really, really, really sad moment. She is just, she's in her confessionals falling and wondering if she's good enough, wondering if she's unlovable. And it's just, it's really sad. Did we ever find out how Jason got on the show? <laughs> um i don't know he doesn't like the cameras he doesn't like the microphones he doesn't want to be engaged why are you on the show sir <laughs> i don't think that it's because he doesn't want to be engaged i think that it's because he doesn't want to be engaged to someone who feels like he might not fully know and which is perfectly reasonable by the way i don't think that's illogical but this show isn't like a reasonable show I guess right and like that's what like Gabby says like at one point she's like just can't like can you just believe in the fantasy like believe in the fairy tale ending and he just couldn't do it yeah so do you think it made Jason look bad the way it went down 
Um, I'm interested to see what happens at the after the final rose because I think that he'll probably be there. Um, I don't know, honestly. I think in ways it made him look bad, but in ways. I almost wouldn't be surprised if Jason's our next Bachelor. Really? No. Oh. And the reason that I say that, I mean, I think that there's a higher chance that it'll be Nate or Avon uh, if they don't win or if Avon doesn't win. But I I think that um, Jason has a chance too because I think that... Um, even though he says that about like the cameras and the microphones, I think that they can spin it in a way that it's like, I made a mistake with Gabby. I wasn't there and now I'm ready to find love or something like that. Hmm. I think he would melt down. I don't think he would be good. Because <laughs> if you think of our like final four guys, we really have final eight to choose from, which is interesting. But if you think of them, um, I think if Eric doesn't win, then he's a potential bachelor. We obviously saw Johnny in Paradise, but even if he wasn't on Paradise and we didn't know that, I don't think Johnny is the next bachelor. Mm -hmm. um, Jason, I think, has a story. Avon, I think, would be a great bachelor, and I think that if he doesn't win, then he's probably the most likely to get it. Um, and then uh, Tino. Um, maybe. I could see them wanting to exploit the drama with his parents. But I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think if Tino doesn't win, then he's someone who is like a Blake Hortzman and they have on Bachelor in Paradise in a couple years and bring back because he's a big name. And I think that Zach is maybe a little too um, emotional. I think that Tyler is... Tyler's just Tyler's not gonna be the bachelor. I'm sorry. It's no. just, it's no, not no. gonna happen. I no. don't see Zach being the bachelor either. And no. Nate, I think, is an option, which he was the the other final four. So I think that if it's not Nate or Avon, then I think that they're gonna do the comeback story for Jason. Okay. Those are my guesses. Unless they pick somebody from Paradise, which is also a possibility. Oh, okay. I hope um, they pick someone from this season, because I want to know who the person is. Yeah, I know. Same. Okay. Um, I hope they announce it at, after the after the final rose, but I think filming probably starts soon, because usually the finale um, films and around my birthday which is in the middle to like november 18th so like the middle to end of november um is when they finish filming and if filming is 
three months, then they should start filming like very soon. Yeah. Right. So I bet we do find out next week, hopefully. Oh, that's exciting. I'm excited for that then. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, so Zach? Yep, Zach. So Rachel and Zach have their um overnight date and they start off at a bar and they're eating um chips and having tequila and they are talking about how great the hometown date was and how Zach's parents like Rachel and Rachel likes their backyard and like it seems like they're really bonding and getting along um then they go shopping and they're at souvenir shops and, and they're like I think they eat a grasshopper it's like really they're really actually very cute and funny together I really like them together mm-hmm. Um, and then they go to a tarot card reader who basically says that Rachel is like looking back in the past and it's making her struggle a little bit, but she needs to realize her future is bright and it, she has a good future ahead of us, ahead of her. Um, which I kind of like the tarot card reader. Usually I think it's cheesy, but for some reason I, um, liked it in this moment. Um, well, and I so, think what they said too, I mean, even though it's so basic, it was like so necessary for her to hear about the past because we've been hearing her talk about Clayton so much and especially with like last week and this week and how everything changed and it's the reason why they're the bachelorette. Like we, we know that obviously, you know, but it's just, I thought it was very fitting for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, Zach seems like really happy about how everything's going. Um, He thinks, you know, he's going to be the one at the end and he's going to get to propose to her. Um, Then at dinner, uh, Rachel, Rachel was kind of odd. She said, like, I don't know if you noticed I was a little bit off earlier, um, but, you know, I was stressed out because fantasy suite week is where everything went off and haywire when on Clayton season. Mm-hmm. And Zach kind of says, no, I didn't notice, but I'll never put you in that position. And, you know, I just want to enjoy our time together. And that, and that's what it is. So then Rachel gives him the invitation to the fantasy suite. Um, and they're both hoping they're going to have a great night. But in the morning, you realize they did not have a great night. They're sitting there uh, drinking coffee and they're talking. It felt so forced. Like the producers were like, okay, talk about what happened last night, which is I'm sure what happened super awkward. um I, it was just so awkward and Zach kind of mentions we talked about a lot of things last night Rachel said it was a tough conversation but hopefully he's gained some clarity um and then we get some confessionals from Zach saying like you know this fantasy suite was not what I thought it was going to be she told me that I she doesn't think I'm ready for a commitment or marriage maybe at this early of an age um and she kept pressing it and saying, are you ready? Are you sure? And it kind of came out of nowhere. And he kind of said, I think it's bullshit that she did this and that she was like on purpose suddenly bringing this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's interesting just to me because they're the same age, age, right? Yeah. So he, when he was talking to Jesse Palmer, I think he says that she's only he's only a few months younger than her. She's 26, he's 25, but it's like a few months. Yeah, so 
Yeah, the whole conversation with Jesse, like you could tell he was crying. He was like, this man was crying with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have to mention, I hate the bad acting from Jesse when Zach knocked on the door and he's like, Zach, what are you doing? Come in. Yeah, sure. Come in. Like, it's just, he's such a bad <laughs> actor. <laughs> like, he's so shocked. It's not a scene that's being set up. It's like, oh, good to see you. Why don't you come in? Okay, Jesse, whatever. Um, but Zach wanted his little guidance from Jesse and he has a conversation and mentions his concerns and then decides, I need to talk to Rachel before the rose ceremony. So that's kind of where we left off with Zach and Rachel, which I was sad about. I really thought he was maybe the best guy for her. I think that he is the best guy for her. I think he is. Even if she doesn't pick him, I think Zach is the best guy for her. Yeah. I don't, she might, is she, now, is she a person who's, like, addicted to drama? Because that could be maybe why she's not that into Zach, because he's, like, very, like, Mm low-key, likes her, there's no question, the family likes her, there's no roadblocks, you know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't, she said that she loved the family. I just, I think that she got to date number three and she was like, oh shit, like I'm falling in love with three people. This is just like last time. And she freaked out and made sure that it wasn't like that. Wow. I think you might've hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. I I'm curious if Zach went first and Avon. Avon went last, how it would be. I mean, I really wonder how it would be if Tino, but I don't think it matters. I think that she loves him. Yeah. I think almost think Tino's dad not liking her is an advantage for Tino because she wants to make that family like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Um, okay, so then we get to the rose ceremony and we see that um, like you said, Zach says that. He wants to talk to, or she says again that he wants to talk to her before she hands out roses. Um, And so Zach enters first, then Avon, and then Tino. And then we see that Jesse tells Rachel that Gabby will not be at the rose ceremony. He says they have their own separate journeys. And um, it makes it seem like Gabby just didn't have a horrible week to Rachel, which is probably good so that Rachel's not, like, worrying about it. But... um, I really wish that they would have told her so that we could see another like Rachel and Gabby moment for sure. Yeah. Right. Disappointed that we don't get to see um, a Rachel and Gabby moment after Gabby had such a hard week that, that I'm really disappointed about that, but it does make sense. I mean, at this point, why Gabby wouldn't have a rose ceremony because there's only one guy left. Um, so then we see that Zach tells Rachel that he wants to talk to her. And then we see, um, Gabby sit down with, um, Eric and she tells him that he's the last one left. Um, so I'm sure, you know, like we still have a full finale, um, where, I'm sure they'll talk about everything. And honestly, I'm sure that she probably told him about the other guys, but we just didn't get to see it. That's what I was curious about too. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of how the episode ends. 
So what were your top two moments of this episode? Or, well, I mean, I guess these two episodes. Just roll it all in one. Uh, Mine was Rachel. Mine were both, it's funny. Mine were both Rachel moments, even though I think I like Gabby better. But I liked when Rachel said, Avon is the full package. I thought that was so funny the way she said it. And then I really liked Zach and Rachel's date until she ruined it. I was like, they're clicking, they're laughing, they're enjoying themselves. Like, they're a good match. And then she kind of ruined it. Yeah, no, she absolutely ruined it. Yeah, like I said, I think that he was her best pick, but doesn't look like it's going to go that way unless Zach can pull a Hail Mary with this conversation that he's about to have here. Well, they do show them in the preview next week, and I didn't think they were wearing that. I don't know. I have to look at the preview again. When you look at the preview, try to see if they're, like, sitting, too, because they could be sitting on the couch at the after the final. Oh, that hasn't filmed yet. Usually it's live. Sometimes it pre-films. But, um... No, Jesse mentioned everything's live. Okay. So that's that's not my yeah um okay so my top moments of the episode was when gabby um aunt and eric get to their date and she says that that sign needs to take off his clothes i thought that um that was really funny and she's like i mean it doesn't really mean that but you can i just thought it was hilarious um and then my other favorite moment is just like a, a little, I don't know, but like Gabby's bedhead after her overnight with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it was. I'm telling you, they made sure to make you think like, oh, they definitely, like they, this is funny the way they did it. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then I guess my least favorite moments of these two episodes was, um, the Jason breakup was not good at all. I was not, ugh, I didn't like that. It made me really sad. And like the Gabby crying confessional that went kind of along with that. Um, ugh, yeah, that was, I don't know. I mean, just like all of my least favorite moments has to have to do with like everybody's heart heartbreak. And because my other one um, was also just, the Rachel and Zach morning after and just like how absolutely heartbroken he was with how everything went. Yeah. I wish I would. I know. I know the whole part of it is like, Oh, these, they get to be having off camera conversation. I wish we got to see what that conversation really was. I know. Yeah. That is the whole point of it though. Like there has to be some things that like you don't want to say on camera or like, you know, like, of course. Yeah, of course. It's not fair. If, If they never got to, talk off camera that would not be fair to try to get engaged you know that would not mm-hmm. be fair yeah so it's just kind of necessary what were your favorite moments uh least favorite uh or, yes sorry johnny kind of came off really immature to me i don't know if it was the language he mm-hmm. used whatever he just came off really immature and and I, I didn't really care for him after that and then the other thing, I was just thinking, like, that that ending of the episode where you come back from break and it's Jesse Palmer in the studio and everything's, like, broken down in the studio. It's like, I know this is not what you wanted to see, but... <laughs> oh, like, this... 
<laughs> no, it was not what I wanted to see, Jesse. And then he explains, like, we, we want to handle everything delicately and we'll have everyone back live on this stage next week, blah, 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 blah. Like, the way they over-dramatize uh, the show. And then, uh, what did he say? It's the most dramatic finale ever. The most emotional finale in Bachelorette history, Bachelorette history live on this stage next week. I'm like, okay, Jesse. I mean, have you read spoilers? No, well, I only know what you've told me, so no. Okay, well, there were updated spoilers that came out last Tuesday, and it's going oh. to be the most dramatic finale ever. Oh dear God! All right, I gotta, I gotta look into this. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, maybe so not, because there have been some pretty dramatic ones, but this will like definitely like hold its own with the top, with the with the most dramatic finales ever. For sure. All right. Well, you teased it. Well, I'm excited. Um. Okay, so what were you? Oh, yes. Okay, you said both of them. I was thinking you just said one. Um, who was your best dressed? Uh, Ra Rachel had a nice uh black like sequin dress, and I think it was her date with mm -hmm. Tino that she wore that. I know exactly what dress you're talking about. Yeah, that was really pretty. Um, I put that I liked Rachel's um. Uh, red rose ceremony dress it had like one strap that went over the shoulder um kind of like at the diagonal and it um was just this kind of like silky satiny dress that I don't know it was it was pretty I liked it she had good outfits in Mexico much better than some of the ones previously I, li I liked her outfits better and I didn't I mean obviously you know I don't know. I didn't like some of the colors that Gabby wore. Like that orange that she wore that I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. The thing is Gabby's the type of person who can wear like absolutely anything and look good. I actually thought that when she was wearing that um skirt that she wore to when she told Eric cuz I was like, "Dang, like she pulls that off and not everybody could pull off that skirt." Yep. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um how about your mvp and your lvp then i gave mvp to avon because after the whole fiasco with zach i feel like avon is the best choice for rachel and he came off really well on their date and she told all of america he is the full package so he definitely won this episode in my opinion um I can see that for sure. Um, I think that my MVP this episode is going to Yeah, I mean it has to be Aven. He's the only one that um I mean Zach State didn't go well. Tino, I Maybe he won because he convinced her, but I don't think he did a good job. I mean, yeah, it has to be has to be Avon. He's the best for sure. Because when we even had Eric, I mean, I love Eric and I like him and Gabby together. And I just I really like them. But he even had his moment of insecurity where they they meet mm -hmm. on the bridge and um she's not he happy melted down. he melted down bad and i like i i'm giving him a pass because of everything he's dealing with but whoo 
Yeah. And I like, oh, you know what I should have put on my favorite moments when Gabby said, we already talked about this off camera. Like, I like that she said that. Yeah, me too. For sure. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give my MVP to Avon as well. I think that he really deserved it. He came across looking the best out of everybody in this ep- these two episodes for sure. And then my LVP is Rachel. And I'm giving it to Rachel because of, I think that she, she really dropped the ball on her date with Zach. And I just, I'm disappointed in her. I wish she would have just let herself go in the moment like she did on her first two overnight dates. And she clearly didn't do that here. I don't think it had anything to do with Zach at all. And I just, yeah, my, my LVP is Rachel. Yeah. I think you're right about her intention there. Um, I'm, I'm giving LVP. I have a tie between Johnny and Jason. Johnny, because like I said, I just felt he really didn't handle things. Like he was just a little bit immature. Jason, because he wouldn't even give an inch. He wouldn't even say, yes, Gabby, I see myself dating you after the show. He's basically like, I don't know, because this is on camera and it might not be. He wouldn't even give an inch. And I didn't like that. I thought he could have at least said, Gabby, I've loved my time with you. This is amazing. You've This has taken me out of my comfort zone, but I did it for you. And I definitely see myself dating you after this. He couldn't even say that. That could have been the first, bare minimum. Yeah, I know. And at first I felt like he um, seemed like he, could, he like wanted to date her, but that he didn't want to get engaged but then she said that after like that's how he made it sound to Mm -hmm. get her in the overnight portion I felt like but then after the overnight she was like he can't see a life outside of this with me and it's like Jason what are you doing I he I don't know but he never he didn't get a confessional explaining himself at the end did he Um, we just saw him leave I think Maybe. I don't know. I get it. It's it's Gabby's perspective or whatever, but I want to know his perspective. So I hope you're right and he's on next week and we get to hear what he thinks happens. I think that it's possible that if they don't give him this like redemption storyline, then we never see Jason again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so okay, so do you have anything else that you want to say about Bachelorette before we move into F4 Island? So is all the suspense gone for Gabby? Like she's with Eric and that's that? Well, did you see the preview for next week? Is she oh, crying again? I, yeah, I did yeah, see it, but I so, have already forgot, of course. So in the preview for next week, um, or maybe I saw this on like Twitter or Instagram preview. But I saw like a sneak peek for next week where um, they're talking and he says that he doesn't know if he's ready to get engaged to her. And then she's like, ball. Yes, that was the preview. I did see that. And she was like, I don't know if um, like, she's like, so should I just walk away? because he doesn't want to get engaged. Like, I don't know what to do. I feel bad for her. Cause anytime anyone is not like, uh, it's, it's hard, it's hard. She's like, 
am I not, she always breaks it down to like, am I not lovable? Is it me? Does no, can no one love me? I feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Me too. I feel really bad for her. Well, um, okay. So on to F-Boy Island then? Yeah, let's go to F-Boy Island. Excited for next week for the big finale of Bachelorette. Same. Same. Um, okay, so F-Boy Island, it is the big mansplain episode where F all of the nice guys and all the F-Boys come back and have to um, explain themselves and or ex the two final two have to explain themselves to everything that all of the um, nice guys and the F-Boys are saying about them. So yeah. all of the questions will be answered and... This is like one of my favorite episodes for sure. It was fun. I liked it. Um, so we start off with um, Louise and she has Benedict and Mercedes and pretty much everybody, all of the guys, like they love Benedict. Um, they say great things about him. And the overall consensus that everyone agrees is that um, they think that Louise should pick Benedict. Um so then it's like Mercedes turn and he gets roasted basically. And Nico, who is one of Mercedes only friends says that um, when Mercedes argues, it feels like someone is messing with his money and he's um, not a hundred percent sure that he wouldn't take the money at the end. Um, most of the guys do not have like, they, they have this conversation about this conversation that Mercedes had um, where he's bragging about how after he gets off the show, his D DMs would be popping and that he would take the money. Um, and then we see Lucas give this like crazy compliment where he says that um, you do what I do, but you do it better. And he says that um, he wants to, to add Mercedes to his roster. And he says that uh, he's attracted to like 90% women, but like 10%, like there's like one guy out of all the guys there that he would be interested in. And that was Mercedes. Um, and that after Mercedes steals the hundred K to come move in with him in LA. <laughs> um, so do you want to talk about Mia's mansplain? Yeah, hers was kind of boring. Um, for Peter, literally no one had anything to say. And it was just like, yeah, silence, crickets. Um, and finally, Mia kind of says, you know, Javrian is like my brother. He's the only one whose opinion is really going to matter to me. Um, and she asks, you know, what do you think I should do? And he ends up saying, which I was surprised with, that she should pick Peter. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. Um, Danny, I thought, I don't know. This is like very layered, I think. Um, so I forget what's his name. Hold on. Um, okay. Dwayne says, um, D Wayne says that, um, he heard Danny saying that Mia would not be the girl he would bring home to his mother. And it's kind of weird because I don't think it's this episode, but I think it's next. There's like some sort of racial implications that uh, 
Danny's mom wouldn't like Mia because she's a black woman. And there's some sort of implication there. It's mm-hmm. not so much in this episode, in the next episode. So that that's something I think is very like difficult to navigate. And I don't know how they would get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Asante says that Danny called her a dumb bitch. I'm like, where is this all coming from? Yeah. It seemed like a lot of the things that the guys were saying that were negative all happened the first week, which is yeah. really un- unfortunate for Danny because I think that his relationship with Mia has grown a lot since he said those things. I th- I think so too. Um, And I do remember the first week he was like acting crazy about Peter and you know, kind of started a, a mob against that, against Peter being there and how, you know, I don't know. So Danny really didn't get good feedback no. from the guys. He definitely did not. Um, and then we have Tamaris and her guys. And um, we have Casey first. And Zach says he thinks that um, Casey is still in love with his ex. And Mikey comes to his defense, though, and says that she thinks that um, he she should pick Casey in the end. Um, and then we have Tom and everybody is wondering, like, what the what is going on with Tom? And um, Asante says that they don't share the same values. So he like doesn't understand it. He doesn't see how they could have a future. And Tamaris asks if he is okay with not getting married or not having kids, which is something that she says they've had conversations about in the past. And he says that she says that she can't have kids. He says, well, I think that um, in the future we could think about adoption or, and eventually down the road, he wants to get married, but he doesn't want to now. And she says that she doesn't want those things. Um, And, and, um, yeah, they couldn't be on more two different pages, right? Yeah, like they're on completely opposite pages. Um, so do you want to talk about what happens next? Sure. So AC, who I don't think we heard say a word up until now, says uh, Tamaris eliminated the guy that was her best fit. And the guy that was her best fit was Nico. Mm-hmm. So Nico kind of stands up and asks for Tamaris to take him back and said, you know, we had the strongest connection. Um, so Nikki, our host, says he that if she wants to take Nico back, she has to either eliminate Tom or Casey right now. So Tamaris gets up and walks away. The girls follow her and the girls all kind of meet inside and talk about it. Um, and Tamaris decides that she's going to eliminate Tom so she can get Nico back. So Tom, of course, he's so like obsessed with her. He's kind of devastated. And he says, I'll be right back. I have to get something. And Tamaris goes, the journal. So I guess Tom's journal that he's been writing all about her in, he wants to give that to her. So he gives her the journal. Everyone kind of jokes like it's the notebook. Um, and then Tom does the speech, like with Tamaris, I found my queen and I forget who someone, one of the guys is like, no, you didn't like, what are you talking about? 
Um, and he says, you know, I found my queen. I don't need this anymore. And takes off the ring, that crown ring he has and throws it into the ocean. And then Nikki kind of goes, oh, you're adding trash to the ocean. Um, so then Nico is back and they make out and he's back in the running and Tom's out. Um, yeah. So I so called this, like, I don't even know, like three podcasts ago when they started talking about Nico. I'm like, what the, why are they keep talking about Nico? You did Um, call this. Mm -hmm. So. I'm excited about that, but and I I agree. I think Nico was the best fit fit for her, so I think this is a great decision. I just hope that um he has enough time. So so then we have the twenty four hour dates. We lined this up perfect with the Bachelorette, huh? Yeah, right. Um and the so Tamaris has um her date with Nico and they went on a boat and they talked about um, previous relationships and um, Tamaris worries about how late in the game it is. It's getting super close to the end and um, they might not have enough time to catch up. And there's a ton of sexual chemistry. Um, They have a dinner date on the boat and then she takes him back to her bed and they're just, they're having some fun for sure. Yeah, they had a great date. Um, so Louise, her date is with Mercedes. And I have to say, I think I don't like Louise. I've started to realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so Louise and Mercedes go on a swim near a waterfall. Uh, Mercedes says she looks like a movie star. Um, They're having fun in the water. And then Louise kind of asked him, why are all the guys saying these things about you? And he kind of tells her, you know, I love you inside and out. Um, He loves her heart. Sorry. He loves her heart inside and out. Your that, that um, he is a reformed F boy and he's all in on her. And he kind of really like, really just compliments her a lot he never really addresses like the complaints against against him I guess that he has a temper and all and he's just gonna take the 100k I guess he says he's not gonna do that um but he he says he's all in with her um then they go have fondue in front of the fire and then this part this I think this is where I was like Luis has got to stop because Luis said to him like, I don't always look this cute. I look hit some days. I'm like, she's probably one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. She's literally a model. And she's telling this, like, she's feeling insecure. I don't know. I couldn't, it was like, I don't I, know. I get why she said it, though, because during filming, I'm sure that she does do her hair and her makeup every day. And I'm sure that he's never seen her on a day where, like, she just does dress down, you know? And so... I get why I get why she said it but like yeah I agree it wasn't her most flattering moment she you know I don't know I just I think I'm just starting to see the insecurities come out with her and I'm just worried about her picking this guy Mm -hmm. well yeah Uh, she clearly choose Benedict yes um, so basically Mercedes continues on he's here for her he's breaking down his walls for her Blah, 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 blah. So they had a really great date there. 
she changes into like this like lingerie outfit and she lips she licks uh whipped cream off of his chest and that's oh yeah that's how we we see their good night okay um so then we get into Nia and Peter and um they go parasailing which Peter is afraid of heights so it's like kind of something that he is struggling with at first and has to overcome but then once they're up in the air he's like wow like this is actually really cool and they have this like great moment and they're kissing on the parasail and it's just it's um kind of a sweet moment for Peter for sure something that um I don't know I mean whenever people are like overcoming these fears it's always like something that's more of like this bonding moment so um I think that that's obviously why they gave them this day and I just thought it was really cute but then um Mia tells him that she's afraid that he's just gonna leave with the money she thinks that he might still be you know an f-boy because he he did come as an f-boy and he really like professes his feelings for her and um after their date they go back to um her place and they very visibly kick out the cameras yeah they had a good date they did for sure i think this is the most that i've liked peter so far this season yeah i think so too Okay, so what were your top two moments of this episode? Uh, Nico coming back. Tom was just, like, not a good fit for her. So that, I'm, I'm happy he came back. Same. And then I got to say that moment you mentioned before with Lukash saying he was attracted to Mercedes. And he says, Louise, I apologize for telling you to join my roster. I actually want Mercedes to join my roster and then they show Jabri and he like pretends to pass out it was just so funny (laughs) and I thought Mercedes handled it really well and said he was flattered so I thought it was a great moment he was like that was actually a compliment (laughs) yeah yeah no that was a great moment for sure and then of course I also had that um Nico being given a second chance was one of my favorite moments for sure I mean that's just that's like one of my favorite moments of this season okay like that's uh, such a great moment and then yeah. also i love that all the men love benedict so much um that yeah everybody had such great things to say i just i yeah i really liked that too and i like the montage of him sitting like the gargoyle like mikey uh-huh. said that was really funny that's yeah that's super funny for sure and then my least favorite moments um was when tom when he gave her his journal at the very end when he was like done and then when he threw that ring into the ocean um that was yeah i that that was over the top especially like the ring thing i just and then like giving the journal to tamaris too like basically like pouring his like love story out to her after he's already eliminated like no like take that with you like why I could I could see giving it that to her if he was the winner but like bro you got third place yeah no I he just was not they were not on the same wavelength that's all I can say at all and then my other least favorite moment was on the, the Tamaris and Nico date Tamaris was talking about how she used to be an F girl. 
And she I don't... said she he asked her, did you ever cheat before? And she said, yes, I used to be an, an F girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that we kind of like they've alluded to that and we like kind of already knew it. But especially her telling us like nice guy, Nico, just I don't know. I mean, I definitely believe that people can grow and people can change for sure. But I don't know. It just was a disappointing moment for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, mine were Danny is my favorite guy, and I didn't like that all the guys had negative things to say about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really that. disappointing. And then I, Louise, also she's just annoying me when she said to Mercedes when they were in the water, "You're a reformed f boy, and I'm the reformer." Mm -hmm. Like awful. <laughs> This is awful. Yeah. And everyone just told you what a bad person he is and how he's going to take the money and what, and that's what she decides to go with. All right. If he takes the money in the end, she deserves it. I absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So what was, who is your best dressed? Uh, I see. I watched this on my phone, so I might have the color off. But Mia had a, like this high neck dress on. I thought it was red. It might have been orange, like a reddish orange dress during her date with Peter. I know which dress you're talking about. That was really pretty. And it was very flattering on her too, I thought. Yeah. Um, she looks, Mia looks so tall and like lean and pretty. She looked great. Mm -hmm. And then I still think, I don't know. Her and Peter are just such a funny combination. He's just like this like little like short. I don't know. It's funny. But, um, so for my best dressed, um, I put Louise, like, okay, so when her and Mercedes were eating the fondue and having their night portion of their date, she was wearing this, like, purple, um, sparkly dress that I just thought looked so pretty on her, her hair yeah. and just, like, her whole look just looked, like, so pretty. Um, but then I'm also going to have to add that lingerie she was wearing when she put the whipped cream on him, which is why I had to mention it earlier because I was going to talk about it a little bit now. Um, she just looked so good. Yep. Um, so my MVP and my LVP this week, I had Nico as my MVP because he won his way back in which is like unprecedented like I would have I mean I expect I saw that coming but like also like I would not expect that to happen you know so yeah I just thought that I mean he that was just and their day went so well and yeah Nico for sure has my MVP and then Tom has my LVP because he got eliminated on the final two he got replaced by somebody he was clearly on not the same page as Tamaris at all. And Tom was definitely my LVP. And he was like a lot laughing stock of the other guys too, on top of it all. So I agree with you. He was my LVP as well. And my MVP was Peter. And it was Peter because none of the guys had anything bad to say about him during the mansplain. He had a really nice date with Mia and all of the guys 
talk shit on Danny. So it looks like Peter's sitting pretty right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. I I think Peter is in a really good position to win um, for Mia. And I just, I don't think he's going to take the money. I think he would split it, but um, I, I hope that I'm right about that. Yeah, me too. I still want her to pick Danny. Don't get me wrong. I still like Danny the best, but we'll see. I think that he has some stuff to dig his way out of, and I think he's going to struggle to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Okay, so do you have anything else that you want to say about either of these two epi- three episodes that we just talked about? No, this was a marathon, but we did it, and it was very, very fun. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that we were able to get it done, too. And this is really exciting because – Next week, we have the finale of The Challenge USA. We have the finale of F-Boy Island. And we have the finale of Bachelorette. So we have a lot um, next week. But then after that, it's even more exciting because we're going to be switching things up. We're not going to be doing um, recaps of, like, episodes. We're going to be talking about things that are going on in shows. We're going to be talking about headlines. We're going to be talking about... um, premieres, finales. We're just going to switch it up a little bit and be talking about a whole lot of different stuff. But I think that this is going to give us like room to grow and have like more variety in what we're doing. And I'm really excited for it. Oh, me too. I'm super excited. Um, all right. Well, if you have nothing else to add, then, um, do you have anything else to add? Who, how about, who do you want to, since we're hitting all these finales. Who do you want to be the winner from all these shows? Like, who, if you had to pick, who would you want to be win the Challenge USA? Want to? Um, yeah. I want Justine to win the Challenge USA. Me too. That's my pick too. <laughs> I agree. Um, I want, I for the guys, maybe Tyson or Danny. Probably Danny. I think. Tyson would get a little too cocky about it. He could stand to lose. And yeah, you're right. Um, and then for um the Bachelorette, I think that Rachel's best match is Zach, even though I don't think he's going to win. I hope he does because I think he's the best match for her. And then obviously I I Eric and Gabby, I hope that they're still together. Um, and then for F Boy Island, um, Peter for Mia, Benedict for Mercedes, or for ha for Louise. But I think she's gonna pick Mercedes. But I I hope she picks Benedict. I hope she's smart. Um. And then I think if Nico had more time, he would be Tamaris's winner. But I think that um, between the two, Casey is who she's going to probably pick. Yeah. She liked Casey from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Ever since he came in. So I think that, yeah. It's interesting that we have two guys from last season in the finals, though. It's like, like I think we said before, it's like kind of not fair. <laughs> but whatever. Right. I'm, it makes me curious to see who will be on 
season three, because this is one I think that there will definitely be a season three of. Yeah. Um, okay. how, how about you? Who are who are your winners? Like I said, I agree with you, Justine. For Challenge USA, guys, I mean, it's hard. I kind of, after Enzo, like, being so fun in the last episode, I want him to pull a major upset and win and beat everyone. That would be hilarious. Um, And then Bachelorette, okay, Eric and Gabby, let's hope they can pull it together. Rachel, I mean, I I like Zach. She doesn't seem to like Zach anymore, so I I think that's off the table. And then FY Island, of course, I want Louise and Benedict. I still want Danny for Mia, but we'll see. And Tamaris, I think she's going to pick Casey. And I, I think Casey is a good fit for her. They both like seem like fast-paced, fun, partying, happy people. So, Like free spirits, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, um, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. Um, and with that... F-boy, F-bye.